Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. How in the world are you going to afford college in this day and age? With an average price tag of about $150,000, you're buying each kid you send to school a house. It really is a scary thought. So what can you do? How much should you save by now? Is there a way to solve this problem for your family? That's why I do this podcast. I'm Aaron Green, and I run a premier college planning firm in the Midwest called College Liftoff. I'm here to tell you that there's a right education for your child no matter who you are, no matter where you live, how much money you saved, even no matter what your child's grades look like, etc. And I'm going to tell you how. All right, so it's early fall, and we want to talk about a topic that's kind of, let's just say, plaguing a lot of our senior families now, right now in this time of year, because uh, it's a question we get asked a lot and we talk about a lot with a lot of our families. But here we are and talking about this in August, early September, and not just for senior families, but for a lot of families that are going to come up to this topic when you start the whole application process also. And it's the conversation about early decision versus early action. So school's just started. Common app is open. We've actually been working on it for a while now. There's a lot of talk about kids applying to schools early. But what does that really mean? You have these two terms, early decision and early action. They're not the same thing. (laughs) They're not even close to the same thing. So what are they? I'm here to talk about this with my coworkers, Emma and Alex. We're just going to break open this topic because I know it's a lot of confusion out there about what are the stipulations? What do these things actually mean? They're confusing terms because they sound the same. And then you have to throw in regular decision on top of that. Like, so, and then you have uh, rolling admission. So all these things. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We just thought we were coming in with two. Like there's really like four or five. (laughs) It's kind of like a Venn diagram of like the early decision, regular decision, early action. And no one really knows what words are good and what ones are bad. Because two of them are good in different contexts. Exactly. So you see the term early, you think like, oh, okay, that should be okay. And then you're at this big stoplight and it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's start with this. Um, What is early decision? Let's start with that. So early decision, um, I feel like it's pretty misunderstood because a lot of times seniors just hear early decision means I'm going to apply early and if I get in, then great, I'm going to go. And what they don't actually understand is that it's committing you to going to that school when you apply early, if you select early decision. So if you, you click that button versus early action, then that means that you are committed to going to that one school and that's usually happening in October. A couple issues with that. Yeah, so here's the, that sounds all well and good, right? Like, because I've had a lot of families over the years that said, well, if we really want to go to this school, why wouldn't we do that? Because Shows commitment. Right. Shows commitment. Why is this a bad thing? Mm -hmm. So let's think about grand scheme of things when you're finding out your financial aid packages and scholarship packages from the schools. doesn't happen in October when you're applying. It happens in typically the spring when you get back those award letters. So you've already committed to a school before you even know what the price tag's going to look like. You nailed it. You you just signed off on a house where you don't even know what the price tag is. Mm-hmm. I mean, legitimately, in that sense. they You have now sacrificed your entire financial wherewithal to a university by doing that. That's why a lot of schools will give you leeway, and they'll say, well, you have a better chance of getting into early decision. Sure. Yeah, because you're going to be paying full price. Exactly. <laughs> if not, yeah. You literally said, here's a $250,000 decision. You tell me what you want me to pay. I'll just sit on the sidelines and just take whatever you're going to give me. Mm -hmm. Because you've now given that 
up. Exactly. I always explain it to my kids. Like, imagine you're walking on to a car lot and you point out a car and say, I want that one. I don't care what the price tag is. I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to take that one home today. Why would the salesman ever give you a deal? Ever. Right. You you just bought a Geo Metro for the price of a Porsche. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because that's what anybody would do in that situation. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're going to, if that's the mentality you're going to come with this, that's essentially what you set up. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what's happening in college. You can legitimately pay that much of a financial difference for one degree versus another, for one school versus another, all for the sake of just getting in early and in the sense of like them telling you like you have a better option. When the truth is you can do early action just in the same way and not have the same implications. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of times those deadlines coincide, which is another reason it can be so confusing. A lot of times both early action and early decision deadlines are November 1st, and kids don't necessarily know which one to preference or what the difference even is between them. Well, let's talk a little bit more about early decision. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just wondering now, can you – so if you're committed to this school, no matter what the price tag is, what if you're like, uh uh-oh – shoot, I can't pay that. I mean, can you get out of it? Be prepared for a fight. Honestly. Really? Like, yeah. Like, this is not as easy as you would think or it would seem. Um, I mean, not only have you gotten into the school, and let's say you've put in five other applications, and you may actually want to go to one of those five other locations potentially at all. Nonetheless, the finances, you got to withdraw it all. If this school says you're in an early decision, you would draw all of your other applications right there on the spot. You have to say, I'm no longer interested in those places. Okay, I see. So you still aren't getting any kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for, like a price tag until the spring? Or when you when you're, when you are accepted early decision, do they say this is the cost? No. So you still have to wait months. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, yes. you have withdrawn all your other applications so if if it comes you get in in october and then you get a financial package in march or april mm-hmm. Here, here's you a good are analogy. you can't get out of it you're either going to that college and taking on mounds of debt and costs yeah. or not going to college or not going, or to, not college going to college for a year yeah wow imagine like this imagine if you had to because i had to face this issue a couple weeks ago but imagine you have to fly to chicago tomorrow Right. And the airline says they got one seat left on that plane, but they're not going to tell you what the price tag is until right before that flight. You know how that's going to turn out. They're going to charge you whatever they want. And it's going to be three, four times more than what you probably would have paid. Like even the day before that's what's happening here. That's the same setup. Is early decision the same thing at every school then is every school that way. Does every school have early decision? Answering that? No. Okay. Actually, and this is something seeing it over the past, honestly, six, seven, eight years, that trend is really dying down. Early decision is starting to go by the wayside. It, okay. From what I've seen after doing this for 10 years, I've seen a lot of schools that did do it for a long time. Even schools like here in Ohio, like Miami University used to do it. I think they've now done away with it. I, I could be this, wrong. They still do, um, but they have like they have a whole bunch of ways you can apply. They have the like early a- decision, and then they have two early action deadlines in case you miss the first one. Okay, so they give you a lot of outs to not, <laughs> right. not do their early yeah, decision exactly, deadline. Exactly. Um, but it's a trend that's dying away because of the reasons we're discussing. I mean, you're giving up everything as far as your own 
uh, ability to choose mm-hmm. to a university. Is it done everywhere in the same way? From the most part, yes. I, I think the variation, there are slight variations to this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think, Emma, but I think it's slight variations, but it's not very much. Yeah, I feel like pretty much it's you apply early decision. If you get in, you're going to the school, and you're only allowed to apply early decision to one school, and that's pretty much how it is. Yeah. And you're really not even allowed to apply. Are you allowed to apply early action to other schools if you apply early decision to um, one? Technically, you can supply early action. So here are the rules. I, I bet it's different at every school, though. Yeah. There are probably different rules. To some degree. Okay. But we've, we've really seen them, like, the, the one rule that we know is, especially about the beginning, you could only apply to one school in early decision. Mm-hmm. All the universities okay. basically agree on that. Then you can apply all the other ones in early action or regular decision. Again, we'll get into what those mm-hmm. mean in a minute. But the second rule is the most fundamentally used one across the board, and it's the most detrimental, which is if you get into that school in early decision, you right. go, and you right. have to withdraw everything else. Even right. if you have uh, applied early action somewhere else. Yep. And, yep. Okay, interesting. Is it possible to get accepted to a school early action before you would have heard your early decision acceptance? Oh, yeah. But And even then? So you still can't commit until you've heard from that early. Even if you haven't heard from the early decision school, you can't change your mind. And can't admit, you could have heard from all of your other early action schools. You could have negotiated the best financial aid package out of another school that you would ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Got the best situation, got a roommate. And if you get into the school early decision, withdraw it all. How do they know and how do they enforce it? Like, how does a college know? You know that's a great question. And honestly, we're going to have to come and do another podcast on this because I don't have all the information on how they fully enforce it. It's very behind closed doors, I feel like. I, I think it has something to do with admissions departments kind of communicating and talking to one another and making mm-hmm. sure that that holds weight. Because the ones that do it want to make sure that their early decision situations right. are held up too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Put a pin in that. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's get back to that because that is an important conversation. I'd like to see that too. And I think back to what you were saying too, Alex, the thing that really stinks about early decision with you, you could have heard back from all of your other early action and regular decision schools and not your early decision school. A lot of times the schools that are doing early decision that kids are really trying to apply to and show that they're committed to are schools like Ivy's. Right. I didn't have any kids hear back from their Ivy League schools until like the 11th hour yeah, last year. Yeah, like March. I heard a couple of them heard back from like Brown and one other in April, like two seconds before they had to make their decision. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're sitting there waiting, hoping, crossing their fingers that they're going to get in. But even if you're going to get in at that point, you're not going to get any money. Yeah. And, and a lot of times the early decision stuff, they will let you know somewhat earlier, but it's still November, December, or mm-hmm. really late December, I should say. The question I really want to ask, and this is a question to you guys, to the audience, to everybody, is it worth that? Is it worth giving up everything? Is it worth like legitimately handing over a house to somebody just so you can say your kid's going to school there when you could put five to seven options on this, find the best options for you academically, financially, everything fit-wise across the board? Is it really just worth literally sacrificing everything to a school and saying, ah, just let me in so I'll pay whatever you want? comes down to I feel like that that bumper sticker mentality that you talked about like way back in the day when you first started this <laughs> podcast like mm-hmm. people just want to be able to say yeah Johnny's going to Yale and Sarah's going to Brown and be able to brag about that but really when you look at the financial implications for your family when they can get just as good of a degree somewhere else yep. why and so I think that goes to the point where you know sometimes Brown is right for sure. Sarah sometimes Ben is right for Johnny but let the the normal action of the application process dictate that. Right. You don't need to try to like boost things in your favor by going through this 
really not even unconventional, like really um, arbitrary and kind of stacked against you rule set. Mm-hmm. Just go the normal route. If it's in their future, it'll be there. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we're not about like saying that we want you to get you in this one school. It's about your right school. And whatever that right school is in the end, that's the key. And it may be Penn or maybe Brown. It may be Oxford for sure. Granella. <laughs> It, it that's completely dependent on the kid and the process and what they're really going after and what the school really wants, all those things. Let the process matri- like create itself to mm-hmm. be that. And then we don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. So then what is early action? Thus entering <laughs> early action where this is completely different. <laughs> like, yep. Let's talk about that. So early action is ideal. That's how we want all, that's how every single one of our students apply to school when the option is there. Um, Early action just means that you are early to admissions, which also means you're early to scholarship money. Um, So that's saying, that's telling a school, I'm really, really serious about coming here. And I'm also really serious about getting funding to come here. Because a lot of times at those schools, that early action deadline coincides with their priority scholarship application deadline. So think of it like a pool of money that if they give it out, it's gone. So if you, you want to be one of the first ones to get there to be considered for admission, also be considered for scholarships. Cause if you're applying in March or April, then you're going to be missing it. There's not going to be any money there. They're going to have given it all out way back in the winter. Mm-hmm. So think of admissions and scholarship money as pools. Yes. They shrink as time goes on. So you want to be as early as you can to both of them. You don't want to treat them in some weird situation like what early decision sets you up to do. Early action to what you're saying, Emma, is just saying we're doing all this early and we're being doing it intentionally early. Mm-hmm. We're keeping all of our options open. We're just being there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely what we do. Every one of our kids applies early action. All of our deadlines are set to early action deadlines because of that reason. We want to make sure that they're universally doing that across the board. Are there different rules and stipulations at schools for early action? Uh, slightly, but not not really. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it usually, so. the only difference I see is whether or not they officially say that it's like you have to apply by this deadline for priority, um, like merit scholarships. Sometimes I don't say that on the website, but it's kind of left up to your interpretation that that's the case. Even uh, between private versus public schools? Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there are a few outliers, but I mean a few. Out of the 4,200 schools out there that all the ones that do early action, you may find like less than 5% that do something slightly different with their rules, and it's mostly in the IVs. And the truth is, for the IVs, you just have to read through the, the paperwork on how you do application process anyway. Right. But the, for the vast majority, it's just getting things done early. The real, the only caveat, which is really not a caveat, because the truth is you should be doing this anyway, is make sure you have everything done. Mm-hmm. Like make sure everything is in before that deadline. Don't have your test score sent afterwards. Don't have your transcript sent after that. Make sure your application, your letters of rec, your transcripts, and your scores are all sent before that deadline and they're in their hands. And then you're set. Mm-hmm. That's something I feel like I've run into a couple times too with my kids when they're requesting their transcripts on Naviance, which we'll talk about in a later podcast. Um, they accidentally hit regular decision or they don't pay attention to oh, how they're no. telling their counselor that they want it sent right. over, which is really important because your counselor needs to know what date you're applying by. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had to go back and change that with a lot of my kids and make sure that they've told their counselor, yes, I'm applying by November 1st. I would like my transcript sent over before then, please. Yes. <laughs> and then stay November on them. <laughs> yeah. 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 So those are the two, those are the two that we see that people get most confused because again, as you said at the beginning, Emma, like the terminology sounds the same. Early decision, early action. What's the big difference? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's massive differences. Mm-hmm. You do have the other ones, which are regular decision, which are the ones that we traditionally are used to, which are the deadlines in 
January or early February or something like that. Then you even have rolling admissions, which means they're taking in applications up until basically until the start of the school year. So you can keep applying up until then. That's an interesting point that I do want to point out here. Rolling admission is similar in concept, but not the same thing to the way that all applications are done. And what I mean by that is when you go through early action, um, regular decision, anything like that, they are reviewing your stuff as it comes in. Again, the pool scenario, the earlier you are to it, the better you are, meaning like the more seats that are available. Because as soon as your application comes in, the earlier they're going to read it. Mm -hmm. And you really want that in this scenario because you have more opportunity at that point. So in the sense, because I've gotten this question a lot, is rolling admissions the same thing inevitably? The concept and the way it's done is the same, but it's not the same in the sense of there is a deadline in early action Mm -hmm. and regular decision. But your application is is read and done in a rolling fashion, meaning they'll they'll look at it as soon as you get it. Exactly. There's some schools too that only have rolling dis- rolling um, like application option, but they're not schools that you would think like oh it's just a small school that they just have rolling because they they don't want a preference early action and alienate anybody. But that's just the way that they do it, and they're still definitely going to let you know earlier on yeah yeah like, so that that's a good point right and some only have like i think akron only has early action or rolling and so like don't let that think fool you into thinking that you can apply in may yeah, you're may, still yep. going to be in a bad position if yeah you do man that. Right. like it's still the pool scenario there right. like even though if you they give you the option to don't do it it's kind of the same mm-hmm. problem of like when they say your essay is optional no, yeah, you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do it. Like, no question. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really optional. Anything yeah. that is optional is required, yeah. friends. Yeah. Yep. It's if like it's, when you ask your girlfriend, like, like where you want to go to dinner. Like, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, you do. Yeah, she does. <laughs> you know. I don't. Well, I don't want any fries, but if you get some, I'll have some. Exactly. <laughs> Think of it like that. <laughs> Keep all those things in mind. Keep those analogies roll in your head as you go approaching this stuff. That's absolutely true. So yeah. So if you run into a school that says rolling admissions, it's not like ah, we'll do this later. It's like no, you still do it now. Right. <laughs> you still get it done now, and that way we can have it wrapped up and done. Right. So apply early, mm-hmm. as early as possible, as long as you are not. Uh, contracting yourself into a school. Exactly. Yep. Okay. I feel like another question I get a lot too is when can I expect to hear back if I apply by early action or when can I expect to hear back if they only have regular decision and yada yada. And truthfully, like we're saying with a lot of this, it it depends on the school and how they do it. Um, Like Cincinnati last year, they let every single kid who applied early action know on the same exact date in January. But then Ohio State all of our kids applied early action. I had some hear back as early as Christmas and some who didn't hear back into March. doesn't necessarily mean that you're not getting in if you didn't hear back at the same time as everybody else, but they're just assessing it. They assess it a little bit different of a way maybe than some other schools. Yeah, and don't let that freak you out yeah. about like how good of a caliber student you right. are or anything like it. It has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It is the fact that that literally they're going through multi-thousands of applications. And the truth is you may not be in group uh, three's pile, you may be in group five's pile, and then you don't get to group five's pile until like two weeks later or something like that. You just have no idea because there's mm-hmm. so many. I mean, Ohio State had 55,000 applicants last year. They only bring in roughly 7,000 freshmen a year. So it's, it, can you imagine what it takes to review that many applications? Mm-hmm. Like, it, Man. So yeah. don't, don't let that in, be in some type of an indicator on where you are academically to that school because it doesn't matter. All right, cool. Well, good to know. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Aaron.
Thanks, Emma. Hey, no problem. Yeah. 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 The it's more just you one, know. The more you know. Yeah. It's one of those <laughs> things where like, I picture somebody listening to this on the drive home and they're freaking out about those two titles. Well, here, don't worry about it. Just don't do early decision. That's yeah. the last thing I'm going to tell you. Just don't do early decision. Do early action all day. Yep. So thanks for listening. And yeah, if you have any questions at all about early action, early decision, um, feel free to get a hold of us. Uh, you can reach us on any of our social media channels. We have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, any of the like. And you can always email us at hello at collegeliftoff.com. Or if you'd like to, you can even reach us over phone 614-329-6633. Um, make sure to keep subscribing to Affording College and we'll catch up with you soon. College Liftoff can help empower you to make college affordable for your student. If you want to learn more about your options, Aaron will be responding directly to your emails. Email him a question at Aaron at collegeliftoff.com. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit collegeliftoff.com.